Welcome to Exiles, a Gospel of Mark podcast. We are coming to you from Grace Church in Erie, Pennsylvania. If you want to, you can follow along with the sermons that we'll be using uh, to start our conversations at whoisgrace.com forward slash Mark, and there you'll find some other resources as well. Uh, So join us in the conversation today as we talk about the ancient truth and the person of Jesus, and we try to take that into daily life. So I'm here with the gang uh, the gang's finally together. This is our like full panel. Um, and so I want to go around and have everyone introduce themselves. And let's just talk about like, take it however you want. Let's talk about like favorite foods, favorite cuisine, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my name's Danielle um, Heartland. And uh, I think I would go with probably like, shoot, I'm not ready. My name's you can only eat it for the rest of your life. That's oh, no, like- no, 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 no. You My name's Danielle Hartland. <laughs> On to the next. Sarah, go ahead. Introduce yourself. Hello, Sarah McCosco here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Again. This is like your house. It is. I, I really like it. It's a nice house. I enjoy okay. being here. Um, food I would eat for the rest of my life. Burritos. Okay. Mexicana. So, okay. Mexican because you could Mexican be like Mexican food. Correct. There's I, a lot of different types of burritos. Mexican so what are you trying to do burritos. here? I didn't know we were going with like just genres. I didn't know either. Like, do you want me to tell you what's in my burrito? Oh, it is the yes. same burrito. It would be like the same burrito. Like I would do shredded chicken, cheese, all the Mexican spices, sour cream, pico de gala, and did I say guacamole? <laughs> Guac. <laughs> Loaded. You said pico de gallo, right? You said pico de gallo. I, like, no joke. If there have been moments where I've looked at Ben and I have been like, if you do not take me to El Canelo or Pablo, like, whatever Pablo the new Escobar's place is. House? <laughs> 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 Who's Pablo? The new place in Gerard. It's like, I don't even call, oh. I call it Gerard Mexican because I don't even remember the name of it. I'm just like, let's go to Gerard Mexican. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I will literally lose it. Like if I do not get fed. All right, so Gerard Mexican for the rest of your life. Mike, welcome. Done. I'm just reevaluating my position on this panel next to Sarah. Uh, my name is Mike. I'm uh, one of the pastors at Grace. Um, I think if, uh, well, can I say Guardi Luda, all of our fans out there. Um, I would like to, if I could pick a cuisine. Guardi Lou. Check out last week's podcast if you're curious. Um, I thought we were doing cuisine. Cuisine. <laughs> Mediterranean. Oh. I like Mediterranean. The spices, the variety. Hummus. Hummus. I do love hummus. So, so Mediterranean cuisine. I don't. When, so I just started the. I just started like a. After this like health thing, I've been. I started like the Mediterranean Ooh. diet basically. Oh. Which is it's just really just eating awesome food. I'm like, wait, what? Is this right? This great is food with great spices. Exactly. Like, they know how to so use good. spice. Totally. We, have, do you have the like traditional like shaker of Greek spices that's like secret that you can buy? Oh. They don't tell you what's in it. No, but I'm intrigued. I'm gonna bring you some. Oh. Do you eat a lot of hey. cucumbers then? I yes. do. Yes. Cucumbers, olives, tomatoes, fish, chicken. You can do. A lot of like lamb. like Eat grains lamb. and pastas. Yeah. You can do lamb. Not a lot of red meat. Not any red meat really. Oh. Yeah, it's like really fish based. It's a good one. Protein and and like beans and stuff like that. Could you do it for the rest of your life? Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah. See. Totally. And it's like nice because it's not one of those one that's that's like oh if if one day you have a Gerard burrito, <laughs> you've done done everything. It's just it's just what you're doing. It's just like what you're. It's like you live in the Mediterranean is basically right. what you're doing. I good love one. It. That's a good one. That is a good one. So speaking of living in the Mediterranean. Okay, wow. You are. 
Uh, my name's Stephen. Uh, I'm the resident Scottish person, but that's... I thought you were going to say scholar, and I was going to be like, punk! <laughs> that's a punch sound effect. <laughs> that is not true. Um, my wife and I took a trip to uh, Italy, so we did Venice, Rome, and Sicily in one trip, and it was just, the food was amazing. Mm-hmm. So I think I would jump on your bandwagon over there, Mike, um, yeah. about living in the Mediterranean, but... Giving up red meat, that'd be tough. That'd be real tough. That'd be really, really tough. I like a good smoked meat. It's real tasty. I mean, they have some. <laughs> they have some red meat, but they do. It's just they not. Do. It's like lamb would be the primary or like something filet. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, cool. Off to a good start the day. Yeah. So listen. So today's sermon mm-hmm. only covers five verses. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. all this content five verses. Excuse me. Um, And so I thought first we could talk about, so we're going through, what is it, 9 through 13. 1, 9 through 13 in Mark. Um, Let's, basically the setting is Jesus' baptism. So um, one thing I thought we could talk about is, yeah, let's drill down on that. Why, why did Jesus have to get baptized? And like, what does that mean for us today? Any thoughts or Sarah's brewing something. <laughs> I always feel like I jump in first. No, Go please do. No. It's a good thing. Um, so I very much appreciated Derek stating that, and I very much appreciate that Jesus did it as an example to all of us. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm doing this. I don't even need to do it, but I'm going to do it. And so you really should do it. And for him to have this incredible moment with God during that time, is something that, no, the heavens may not rip open when you get baptized and a dove may not descend from the sky. Well, hopefully not, because then we have a problem. We have a problem. We have a bigger problem. We have a lot of construction problem. Yes. Yeah, we have, um, we have a But the moment problem. between you and God when you get baptized is almost that amazing. So when did you get baptized? Do you remember how old you were, how long ago it was? I was here. Mm-hmm. 2000, maybe 13. 14 maybe yeah yeah that sounds right Derek did it the like I said it was just incredible and now being part of the baptism team and seeing Mm. the baptisms and being the one of the first people they see when they come out and get to see that what's on their face how they're glowing and there's just such Mm -hmm. this like amazement that they Mm -hmm. are going through it's it's amazing so it's, it's easily one of the coolest yes. parts of being in vocational ministry mm-hmm. is like being involved in like moments like that. Mm-hmm. It is such a private, beautiful moment between you and Jesus Christ. And the fact that he said, no, like it was addressed that no, you know, about baptism, but like, I like how he approached it as, but if you are in this incredible relationship with Jesus, it's something that you really want to do. You want that mm-hmm. moment between the two of you. So I appreciate that. Yeah. So I think I think what what you're saying is is amazing because it is like this really intimate private mm-hmm. moment, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also incredibly public, right? Which yeah. I think oh. I think the publicness of it makes it that much more special, right? Because you're sharing yes. something that means so much to you with the rest of the world, mm-hmm. um, and I think there's just such a there's such a beauty to that. Yeah, it's like yeah. the same concept of a wedding. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It's like huh. super private, super public, a symbol. It's, it has all those same kind of components. Yep. I just, I love the aspect of why Jesus had to get baptized to go first. Like, it's just nothing we're asked to do as Christians when, when we're asked to be, to be obedient 
nothing we're asked to do, Jesus hasn't done first. Mm -hmm. Stated positively, mm -hmm. Jesus has done everything he asks us to do, mm -hmm. to include baptism from the very beginning, through walking through temptations and trials that we're going to talk about in a minute, through all the different ways Jesus expressed loved and walked this earth. Like, mm -hmm. he did it, even into death. Like, he died and led the way. Mm -hmm. So we're not asked to do something from a from a you know armchair quarterback. We're asked to do something by the man who went and did it as an example to us and this right. is just like kicking it off. Yeah, so I see, I see Jesus like he's he's almost preparing a nation, right? Mm -hmm. So we have a, a yeah. the nation of Israel who have been, you know, almost, you know, for for such a long time there's been silence, mm -hmm. right? Um, and they've been waiting for this Messiah like figure, um, and so John bursts on the scene and he says, you know, I'm gonna, there's, this is a baptism of repentance. It's almost mm -hmm. like this purity. And although Jesus is, you right. know, fully God, fully man, there's no need for him to repent of any sin. There is no mm -hmm. sin in him. But he's preparing the way for a nation to be clean again before God. Mm -hmm. uh, and he will eventually oh. be the lamb of the world. So I, I just think it's such a cool, like, mm -hmm. okay, Jesus himself is preparing the way that he will actually make for us, but yeah. for us to be in relationship with God mm -hmm. again. Yeah, yeah it's such beautiful. a cool picture. I, I'm a big picture person too, and like knowing that this kind of like voice from God, heavenly moment, um, ripped, what is it, ripped open, mm -hmm. I think was the Tore open, mm -hmm. translation, open. yeah, torn. Same language as when the veil's torn, spoiler alert, uh, on the cross is cool. Yeah. yeah. It's oh, oh. Like, uh, like, yes, bookends to this, like claiming Jesus as, um, yeah, son of God, son of man, this new kingdom, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very cool. Beautiful. So speaking of that, we have we come across one of our themes in this in, encounter, and that's the Son of God, Son of Man theme. Mm -hmm. um, these times in Mark where he specifically points these out. So just wanted to call that out. That's one of those themes that we hit. And it'll be our question later uh, for our next step. So let's talk a little bit about um, the difference between Christianity and other religions. Derek summed it up as... The simple version is what Christianity is basically God, God coming down to us. Mm -hmm. Other religions are very not all, but most works based or mm -hmm. earning something yeah. or you know whatever. So talk. Let's talk about that relationship, religion, Christianity. What What are your thoughts? I I love the uh, the illustration he had of his him and his daughter, mm -hmm. and now mm -hmm. that I mean I have a almost four year old and almost two year old daughters, so now. Mm -hmm. illustrations like that hit home for me way more but like just the idea of when my daughter runs to me like I bend down to her I don't require her to pull the chair up and get on my level and I, that that reverberated with me when I read that mm -hmm. because that's a hundred percent as children of God he condescended and there's all these negative connotations mm -hmm. to that in our culture and our language but but he came down to our level in order to come and get he did the hard work he closed the gap that we couldn't mm -hmm. and that stands in such stark contrast to, again, other religions that will, whether implicitly or explicitly, have these steps that you've got to complete, and it's an all-or-nothing bid, and it is an all-or-nothing bid, but God has done it, and that's just, it's, I, I don't think any human could make that up, because it's such an inhuman concept. It has to come from outside of humanity, and it's, oh, interesting. it's super cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I think there's, there's a humbling posture to that as mm -hmm. well, right? Because when you think about having to work to earn something, mm. um, all that does is birth pride in you, yeah. right? Um, but when there's really nothing that you could do to earn what you want to receive, and yet someone 
purchased it for you. Like there's a humility every time you receive a gift. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. when I'm thinking of a gift, like you really want, you know, when somebody mm-hmm. just gets you a gift, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, Starbucks, gift, Starbucks gift card. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, it's not always the thought that counts, right? It's not always no, the thought that counts. No, it is not. It is not. Um, but when, when you've been <laughs> desiring something, your heart has been desiring something, or like your wife listened, or your husband listened, mm-hmm. and they came in with that gift, and you're like, oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Like I think about that as with the gift of salvation. Like mm-hmm. our hearts, like all of us, you know, inside intrinsically, we we know we need something. We're longing for something, and when we realize and we see that that gift has already been purchased mm-hmm. for us, mm-hmm. there's just this mass amounts of humility. So what you what you do then is you you live out of that mm-hmm. humility. You don't earn. You don't work to to earn that thing. Yeah. Um, so it's just it, yeah, it changes good. the posture and how you how you choose to work. Mm-hmm. Which is just is beautiful. Yeah, and as humans, I feel like we feel we have to. In this whole thing, like this whole subject we're on right now, makes my head spin. Oh, let's do it. Like I and I have a really hard time getting my thoughts together. Okay. At the same time, though, I look at that as almost like because what he does is so mind blowing, and you can't wrap your head around it, and it just goes again to show his power and how gracious he is and how much mercy we really get for everything and I don't know but it makes I can't (laughs) yeah I'm literally I'm I can't get my thoughts in order but we as humans we feel like we have to earn to get anything we have to work to get anything and sometimes I just cannot understand Mm. that he literally is just okay Uh with us us And I'm just supposed to be like, that's it? Like, but don't you need all this time for me? Don't you need my checklist? Don't you need my to-do? Mm. Don't I need to read the Bible every day to be a good Christian so you'll love me? And he's literally like, no, thanks. I don't need it. Like, and, no, he and some, doesn't need anything. Sometimes it just, I, it rocks me. And the flip side to we can't earn it. And that's, I think everybody would be like, yeah, yeah, okay, we can't yeah. earn it. Like people who've been around mm-hmm. the block for a minute with Christianity. But even then when we receive that gift that we haven't earned, there's a danger in trying to, okay, well, now I need to like make myself worthy of the yep. gift that I've gotten. Oh, totally. But even that yeah. is, uh, I mean, that's what we're supposed, sanctification, hopefully. We're, we're becoming more obedient and walking in that. But again, there's no requirement. There's God desires it, but he doesn't require it in any way. Like that gift is still as active as it yeah. ever was. And so, I don't know. Again, it's human nature to want to yeah. fall in. I got to earn it. I got to be worthy yeah. of it. Yeah. But then to hear over and over again, Whenever we fall into that trap that, nope, God loves you for who you are simply because he chose to love yeah, you yeah. and to come down to your level and to do what you couldn't, mm-hmm. it's that I just, mm-hmm. no human can come up with that. Mm-mm. Yeah, the phrase, right. that, the phrase that captures me often is that you will never be worthy. Like, right. that's the mm-hmm. truth. Yep. We will never be worthy, but we are wanted. We are wanted. Yes. Yeah, that's good. Um, and because of the want, the desire that our Heavenly Father had, that, that want was the pursuit mm-hmm. of our soul. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, we'll, we'll never be worthy. But he sent the one who was worthy, the only one who was worthy, yeah. in order to win back something yeah. that we had lost. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's wild. It's wild. And really, like, and that gets to the whole relationship versus religion thing. Obviously, Christianity gets lumped into, like, religion, but that's more what we've done. Yep. yep. Correct. Institutionally, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but really, Christianity could survive without 
the bricks and mortar. Like you want the organization because it means there's, you know, people are growing momentum, whatever. It's how humans measure things. But really it's when you get down to it, Christianity is about God mm-hmm. and it's about our relationship with him and how much he loves us. Um, and that is so powerful because it's also not undoable by any other, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It, it's not like a, yeah, you can't, it's not there's nothing that you can take away. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. And yeah, you guys are making me think too of like a lot of times, like with the buttoning up thing, like the verse about like, we're not, we're not slaves to sin, we're slaves to righteousness and how like that's a privilege also. Like that's a gift from God. Sanctification is a gift from God. Mm. Not, and the misplaced thought with a lot of people outside looking in and even inside, like you're saying, is the sanctification is steps toward closeness mm-hmm. with God. But all it is is steps toward closeness of God because of the relationship. It'd be like if you got married, again, marriage. It'd be like if you got married and you were like, did the wedding and you're like, okay, well. Gonna go back to my house now. Yeah, I'll go to my house, you go to your house. (laughs) Well, like, we can, like, share money sometimes or something. Mm -hmm. Or, like, that's not marriage. See you next Saturday for date night. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Like, that's just not... So I think it gets twisted. There's no relationship there. You can't right. check the box right. of the wedding ceremony, check right. the box of the right. marriage you like can. certificate. We know people like that. But I'm if you sure, stop but... there, that's not a real marriage. Right. A marriage requires steps, a, a, a relationship that grows together mm-hmm. and that right. you become of one mind and right. like that should be reflected. Well, I mean, marriage is a reflection of right. Christ and his church. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Other thing I know we wanted to for sure talk about is this. Another theme that comes up is the cosmic conflict theme. A favorite of Sarah's. Yes. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So we're talking about Jesus being tempted. Um, actually, let's back up. How many people do you know who have gotten baptized or yourself gotten baptized? And then it's like, bam, hit the wall. World falls apart. Mm-hmm. He's like, excuse me, no, I don't. Yeah. Saints like, no, thank you. This is not prescriptive, obviously, but like, <laughs> it's an example of mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. that that happens. That so I was happen. 16 when I got baptized, and then my pastor, he was very. Um, proactive about that oh nice so that was yeah. actually part of i don't think i wouldn't ever say we did baptism classes but we had to do like an interview you know make mm-hmm. sure that mm-hmm. our faith was legit whatever um or we at least we understood the gospel mm-hmm. um and we love jesus but he sat me down um before and he's like listen he's like you're about to be baptized which means <laughs> the next real. month mm-hmm. two months yeah. i mean i'm not gonna put a time limit on it yeah, it's good. but there may be some really hard things that come up are temptations that have been there mm-hmm. in the past mm-hmm. um, that haven't necessarily been there recently because of this, you know, high you're on and you're mm-hmm. feeling really good, they're probably going to show up. Mm-hmm. And and that was just so helpful. Oh my gosh. To be yes. prepared for that because when they came up, it was like, okay, he said it would, he said it was going to happen. Right. Um, so yeah. I was super grateful. That's that. super. Pro- that's that's that even, is. That's even a little bit convicting for me. Cause we, we do the same thing when people want to yes. get baptized. And by the way, if you're interested, I think baptisms are next week when this, yeah. this airs. So, mm-hmm. but there, there's kind of an interview to just kind of, you know, similar process at grace, but it makes me want to double down and make sure that we're also kind of like getting ahead of the curve there if we mm-hmm. can and saying, by the way, I, I mean, f- even now in this role, like I was baptized years ago as a kid, but like Emily and I, my wife, we circle the baptism dates because we have learned we're going to get spiritually attacked. Oh, wow. We're going to yeah. have a crappy week. 
leading up to that, mm-hmm. when I preach, when I when we have mm-hmm. baptisms, because I mean Satan doesn't limit himself to the individual getting dunked in the water. He he's going at everybody involved in something that he hates mm-hmm. that God loves. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and even yeah, I think my experience was I grew up <clears throat> grew up Lutheran and had a great relationship with my parents when I started coming to Grace and doing all the youth group things or whatever. As soon as I brought up the word baptism, you would have thought our family had a rift in it for oh. 20 years. Mm. I mean, it just like, he just tore through my whole family who really had, I mean, they were sideline viewers of what was going on with me. They weren't like, I wasn't super like, you know, trying to like evangelize them and all those kinds of things. I was just living my teenage life. And yeah, and my mom, I mean, we said some things to each other, and like, that's what it was. That's totally what it was. Mm. It could have just been this like benign thing that was just like, oh, yeah, Danielle's doing more stuff with that church. But that word, for some reason, set ablaze huh. in my family. It was crazy. Um, so ta- let's talk yeah. about the, the difference then between, because temptation's yeah, a real, right. a reality, right? Yeah. But testing is also a reality. Like mm-hmm. the testing of our faith produces endurance, steadfastness, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. James talks about mm-hmm. it. Um, Jesus is half brother, uh, but fun uh, fact was fun facts with yeah, Stephen. Fun, fun, fun facts, but we'll make an icon. But it's sometimes really hard to discern. Yeah, right. Are are we being tempted? Uh, or are we being tested? Mm-hmm. Um, or mm-hmm. is there a reality that what we're tempted with, we can also be tested mm-hmm. through? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Just in your experiences, how. How have you been able to discern that, like, okay, this is a temptation, or okay, this is a testing of my faith right now? Mm-hmm. Well, you keep thinking, at, like, and a, a construct, a good construct for that, I think Pastor Derek gave us very simple words. A test from God is designed to build yep. you up. Yes. Build you. you might not know right in the exact moment, but you'll feel it. And then a temptation is designed to take you out, take you down, push you down, okay. put a lid on you, that That's kind right. of thing. I'll, I'll say uh, discerning whether it's a temptation or, or mm-hmm. testing or honestly just even recognizing and calling it. Often I'm best at that when hindsight is twenty twenty. Of so course. So like I'm getting trying to get better like proactively, but um, I mean I have sinful habits like anybody else has, and so the good news and some of them have endured, and I fight those. So like I, I can recognize a subset of temptations because mm-hmm. I know that I struggle with this, and mm-hmm. I have started. Oh, I know what that is on a good day, mm-hmm. right? Testing, um, and again, it's just, I, I'm better at looking back at it in the rear view mirror going, oh, that was mm-hmm. a difficult season. Mm-hmm. I can see what God was doing there. He was mm-hmm. putting me through that. There was a breaking down there, but so that I could be built, rebuilt back up in a way that then has provided me with experiences, skills, uh, connections, whatever it might be. So, um, I mean, no testing is enjoyable, right, when you're going through it. And so that tends to cloud my perspective. It's hard to recognize it. Sometimes I get the grace of God where I can recognize it in the moment, but looking back Mm -hmm. to be able to parse out and be like, I see what God was doing there. Like, that's a bit of grace that Mm -hmm. I'm very thankful every time I get Mm -hmm. afterwards. Yeah, Yeah. that's fair. Um, So for me, um, a framework has been helpful. I don't think it's fully the answer, um, but it helps me filter things at times when I'm going through a moment. Um, and it's this idea of uh, receive, reject, and redeem. Oh. So there's certain things in your life, right, that you can receive in this world mm-hmm. um, that are good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in this category, as that's we're good. talking, that's not necessarily like, we don't really need the receive category to, to be able to understand. Yeah. But it's this, 
redeem and reject. And I would say, as I look at my situation um, that I'm going through, if there's nothing redeemable about that situation, so like, let's just throw a porn addiction, right, Mm -hmm. um, out there. There's nothing redeemable about that. So that always fits into the reject Mm -hmm. category. Mm -hmm. So I can say easily that's a temptation. God's not going to test me with that, right? right? Because a good father would never put his son or daughter through something like that. Oh, I know you struggle with it. Well, here it is. Yeah. You know, um, gluttony. Oh, I know you struggle with that. Mm -hmm. You know, God's not going to do that. So we can easily put that in the reject category. But there are those moments in life um, or situations in life that can be redeemed. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if there are those moments that, hey, God can really redeem this. Um, so let's just say alcoholism as well. Obviously, we're talking in extremes. In some cases, that's in the reject category, right? Yeah. But in other cases, if you've come through it, and you can now redeem it for God's glory, um, that could be, you know, that could be something that falls into, maybe you haven't, you know, been an alcoholic before, but maybe it's just that's part of redemption. Issue. Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. part of redemption. Mm-hmm. So that's always just been a really helpful category in those weak moments, because sometimes my filter yeah. is not good. Yeah, and I need right. a filter to lean on. Mm-hmm. And if I can go, listen, that's just, I, I need to reject that. I'm definitely yeah. using this. Thank um, you for sharing then, that. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I love that very much. Can you send me a Teams chat? So uh, I'll, I'll message you later, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. you got it. And, yeah. and those those redemptive moments or redemptive, whatever you want to call it, habits or situations will, I would almost venture to say, always come with things that you need to reject, those Absolutely. temptations. Sure. Temptations you reject, but that testing, those redemptive moments... That, and that's the difficulty. That's where, thank goodness, we have the Holy Spirit because you have to parse out, I need to reject this temptation while redeeming this portion, and what does that look like? But that's a super helpful. Hmm. That's and another part of bringing back Jesus and our relationship with him, and not a religion, but a relationship, when you are going through um, a temptation, we have the ability to literally yell out, to Jesus and be like, hello, I'm being tempted. This really sucks. <laughs> hello. Help me. Yep. <laughs> Help yep, me, good. please. Yeah. And like with religion or any other religion, can you do that? Do you have the ability just to yell out to your God mm-hmm. and have him be right there with you and help you through that temptation? No. Not really. Some, so that relationship yeah. with Jesus is what gets you through that temptation. And the fact that we have him right there to yell out to, and he's right there with us to get us through it, is such a huge thing that you have to think about. So if you're being tempted, your reaction should be like, Jesus, hi, yeah. <laughs> really going through it. Not, like, e- not even yelling out. I mean, Romans 8, right, yeah, that we had memory. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness when we do not know what to pray for. The Spirit's mm-hmm. praying for us. Yep. So even if we don't have the cognizance to yell out, we have the Spirit of God yes. who's interceding for us in that moment. Wow. The to go along with what you guys are saying, the thing that helps me too is I have to remember sometimes that our enemy is not omniscient. He is not, he, he doesn't, mm, that's good. he can't even read my thought. So if even, so if I'm having thoughts like temptation thoughts, he actually doesn't know the effectiveness of the temptation until my action. So a lot of times for me, and the, again, on a good day, we're talking like, we, we, guys, we were picked for this because we are actually perfect Christians, in case anyone wants to know. Uh, well, you guys on, don't know me. Yeah, on a good day, I can, th- I can be in my head in a good way, mm-hmm. discerning, praying, thinking, you know, all the things, trying to figure out what's what. 
without exposing Satan to all of my inner thoughts and you know, blah, 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 whatever. Do you ever have it in your mind where if something's going through it and you think to yourself, I don't want to say this out loud because I don't want Satan to know about it. I, and I you do only do like things that. in your head. I do stuff like that. I mean, sure. I'm like, sure, I'm not yeah. gonna say this out loud because I don't want him to know. Yeah. And so well, I talk and, to Jesus in my mind. Yeah. I think it's part of what got twisted about you hear people talking about like the negative thing of like name it and claim it or like saying mm-hmm. something and living yeah. it into existence and da 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 da. I'm not here for that. But there is something about saying out mm-hmm. loud yes. something that's like negative or positive. Even like, you know having a growth mindset yep. or whatever like that's all now while we're on this topic i uh, one of the coolest books i've ever read the yeah. screw tape letters oh yeah by c.s lewis one. yeah is just recommend it quick easy read uh but it's book such a great yeah. book that almost gets you in that mindset of not seeing the devil around every corner but at the same time kind of and yeah. just the schemes and the way mm-hmm. that this cosmic conflict isn't just something we read about in mark it's something that's literally happening around us every second of the day. Mm-hmm. So the Screw Tape Letters by C.S. Lewis. It's a classic, mm-hmm. fantastic book. We teams it to me. I'm gonna get Stevens, and now I'm gonna get. You have a lot to do. A lot of home resources. <laughs> list of resources, <laughs> guys. Yeah, we'll put it on the list. Oh yeah, we should add it to the list. Anything mm-hmm. you bring up in the podcast. Yep. Uh, other thoughts, guys, before we. I wasn't expecting that question. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm like, uh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> One one little like thing though about when Jesus was tempted for the forty days, what I find humorous about oh. this is I love how he was trying to tempt him with things that are already his. Hmm. <laughs> That's interesting. Like Satan was like, "I will give you all this land," and la la, and it's like it's already his, bro. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's why are you trying to tempt him with things that are already his? That's interesting. Ding dong. I have other words for him, but we won't put him here. Ding dong. Ding. (laughs) What a ding dong. Like, why are you wasting your time? That's something that's always stuck out to me. That's so interesting. I never thought about it that way before, and I don't know what I feel about it. I don't know what I think about it. (laughs) So what I what I find interesting about the, the the temptation as well is. Is that I, I think that you can, and I, I'm not trying to parallel tempting and testing, because I, I don't think they necessarily happen simultaneously. You don't have to know. Correct. But Jesus was tempted in the devil, yet he tempted in the desert, but yet he came out stronger. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because the test was the, yeah, right. Yeah. So there's there is there's also the opportunity in the midst of t- temptation to grow in your faith. And I even think about like Job, right? Yeah, um, he was a careful one, he, right? But he yeah. was definitely right. there. Was a lot of temptation. There mm-hmm. was a lot of destruction. There was a lot of life that was just torn apart um, by deception and by the devil himself, mm-hmm. right? But at the end of that journey, there was a praise, right? There was an adoration. There was a recognition of who God is. And so, even in our temptation, as our life is falling apart, uh, it's still a beautiful opportunity mm-hmm. for us to yes. look. And, and I love that that psalm, right? It says, you know, I lift my... I, I, I look... <laughs> now I can't even remember it. <laughs> I, I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? 
And, and I just love the picture that it's like, I can look at this grandiosis, grandiosis, that's not a word, but Go whatever. Scottish. That, that, <laughs> Gardy Lou, right? Gardy Lou. I can look, I can look at this beautiful mountain, like just magnificent in its splendor and its beauty. But I lift my eyes to the hills, but where does my help come from? Mm. Mm. The maker of heaven and earth. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I lift my eyes to the hills and I see this beautiful thing, but. I actually petitioned the one who made that. Yeah, that's um, good. And so there's just, I, I think there's a real mm. opportunity that, that we have in the midst of temptation to, to just declare who our God is. Yeah. Um, and, you know, dare I say, claim that for ourselves it, because mm-hmm. Jesus bought it for yeah. us. Yeah. It's ours to own. Um, so there is a vic- victorious nature that we can mm-hmm. walk in yeah. in the midst of that temptation. And, and I, so, and then almost coming full circle now, because we talked about Jesus' baptism at the, at the beginning and how he he doesn't ask us to do anything he's not done or ask us to go do anything he's not gone through. He gets baptized, mm-hmm. and we follow in that example. If Jesus got tempted, yeah, we're going to be tempted. Yeah. We're going to right. go through difficult times. Like, I, And this is, I think, just part of the... Talk about cosmic conflict and the way Satan has just woven a masterful tale of, oh, yeah, when you when you become a Christian, then life becomes perfect. Right, and he's right. influenced our culture to believe that, and then that causes so many people to just like lose hope and lose yeah. faith when things get difficult. Like, friend, if you come to Christ, it's boy, it's probably going to get harder, if anything. But yeah. like, it it's not worth the path it. of least resistance. It's not the path Definitely of not. least resistance, but geez, it is worth it. Like, it is so worth it. But that's why you need community. That's why you. That's why you get the Holy Spirit to walk with yeah. you. Like, if it happened to Jesus, boys. I mean, they're going to hate you because they hated me. They're going to reject you because they rejected me. So don't be surprised and then lean into the system that mm-hmm. God has designed through his church, through his spirit, yeah. through his word to support you in that and keep marching along. And don't feel like you have to act like it's all buttoned up. 100%. I think one of the best things we could do for our movement is act like we feel. Mm-hmm. Be honest. Be honest about what we're going through. Be honest about, yeah, be vulnerable. Because, we're, yeah, we're getting that picture of, like, one of the big fall downs is just, well, they're a bunch of hypocrites. They're supposed to be perfect now. What the, where did that even Who told come you that? From? We did. We told them that. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of humility, Stephen, oh. I have a oh. question for you. Okay. Mm. Did oh. you ask your neighbor for any tools last week? So I Ooh. thought about that driving in today. Oh, oh sorry. Okay. I should have asked. <laughs> and texted his neighbor. Guys, <laughs> this is how accountability works. Yeah. So my neighbor next door, I didn't actually see much activity from the house. Okay. Um, next, next door. But to substitute, yeah, right? Great. Um, we did engage in conversation with our neighbor across the street. I didn't ask him for anything. That's okay. So um, you engaged I didn't necessarily some. have a need for anything. Yeah. Um, so I didn't want to like make something up, <laughs> but I at least had some interaction. You're not going to be able to ask for eggs. Pretty I'm soon. like, Hey, can I have that travel that I don't need? <laughs> <laughs> um, That's funny. Um, but we have wonderful neighbors. Um, but I took it as an opportunity to continue to get to know. Great. Them, great. To continue Perfect. to build. Good job. So discipleship failure a little bit, but no, it's great. I, I pivoted. You're right? doing it. I that's great good job um okay so we want to give you some next steps as usual um don't forget you can go to whoisgrace.com forward slash mark and you can get all the resources that we've talked about today and additional ones as well as the sermon you can also submit a question to us that we can answer on a future week if you want to um another next step whether you're here uh where we are in Erie, Pennsylvania, or you're listening from somewhere else and you have not been 
uh, baptized yet and you're a believer, I think all of us here mm -hmm. would say, mm -hmm. find a way to get that done. Um, just do it. Just do it. It's not anything that's going to... Anyway, just do it. Yeah. Pastor Derek said it better than any of us can. Just do it. <laughs> um, okay, and then the discipleship question of the week. This goes along with our theme of the Son of God, Son of Man. The discipleship question is, how does this picture of Jesus compel me to live differently? So this picture that we're reading about his baptism and his temptation and trial in the wilderness. So how does this picture of Jesus compel me to live differently? Next week, Pastor Sarah will be bringing the word. She'll be in 1 verses 14 to 34. So if you want to hone in on that. Ooh, 20 verses. Bold. Yeah. Derek. Taking it on. Derek took 30 minutes to talk about five. Sarah's going to have to talk. Wow. For five hours? Wow. Yeah, she's a oh five-hour sermon. <laughs> I don't preach because I take 30 minutes to talk about one verse. I, I, oh, here we go. That's my That's my. Here problem. we go. Here six, we six, go. 60-minute sermon guy here. Um, so I... I I know we're wrapping up here, no, but ahead. I just, I love the idea that, you know, we're talking about this baptism. Yeah. Um, and we all agree that it's something that Jesus didn't need to do. Right. And we talked a little bit about why he did that. But I think about it in light of that discipleship question. Mm. Um, like, what about this picture of Jesus um, should encourage us, yeah, you know, in, in, our, in our life? How, how is a discipleship question asked? How does this picture of Jesus compel me to live differently? Right. Because it's, is this the reality that, like, Jesus didn't need to do something, yeah. yet he chose to do that, right? He yes. didn't need to be baptized. And so I think about that practically in my life. Like, what are there, what times in my life, either do I not want to do something, yeah. or do I just not need to do something, but maybe I should in order to lead other people mm. to see God's glory. Because that's literally what happened, yeah. right? Jesus didn't need to do it, but his act allowed those who were looking mm -hmm. in to see the glory of God. Yeah. Um, and so maybe it's me uh, uh, abstaining from doing something or actually doing something that I, I wouldn't normally do yeah. or don't need to do. Um, and I don't know what it is for everybody's life, right. um, but I'm certainly going to be thinking about it this week. It's going to be on my radar. It's good. Like, oh, I don't want to do this, or I don't need to do this, but, but maybe did he do I it? should. You would don't. Jesus have done it? You know, maybe you I'll don't. put that little How band back on it? WWJD, yeah. right? Oh, boy. Holler, holler to those those nineties <gasps> Christians. <gasps> yeah, you don't need that trial, but maybe you do need that trial from your neighbor next door. Uh, oh, yeah. I see what you That's said. A trial. Yeah. That's a trial. We've got some accents trial. here, people. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Good way to end it. Thank you, Stephen, for that question. Uh, thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.